From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Yeah, I bought them, all right. Good morning. Welcome in, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Where are my headphones? I don't know. What'd you do with them? You I need left them in the truck. Well, we can get you some out of the scrap <laughs> box over here. I'm not putting those things on my head. Yes, you will. Mm-mm. And you're going to like right. it. No here, way. I'll dump some of this coffee. Oh, no, thank you. I'll dump some coffee on it and clean hey, them up incoming. for you if that'll work. Incoming. There's not enough alcohol in this in this world for me to put these on. Oh, yeah. Just stick one wait, half on the wait, ear and the other Braden. one on the sideburn. Uh, right. Brayden, whose voice is that that we hear talking? He's been missing for the uh, last just couple for a little while, but in the studio oh, this that morning, guy. that's right. Oh yeah, that guy, Braden Gunn, finally shows uh, up. I was here. <laughs> He's not Jonathan here. Swindle, Bill George in the fishbowl on the other side, and of course in the studio with us is more special guest, Officer Nick with the FWC. Hey, Good morning, Officer Mr. Nick. Nick. Good morning, guys. I'm glad that you could make it this morning. You actually beat Braden, Jonathan, Bill George. I just meet. I, I think I got here about maybe five minutes before you. Got to bed early last night. Good morning. <laughs> I didn't. Guy. I got nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, Bill said he got to bed early. I think I went to we bed around 11-ish. But uh, I had a lot to do this morning, so I got up early and got things rolling. I didn't think you'd make it this uh, this weekend. I thought you'd be out shoveling up dead fish off of uh, Charlotte Harbor or something somewhere down south. <laughs> nothing up here yet. Uh, wait a minute. Bay News 9 is saying that it's now been detected in uh, on Hillsborough side and Pinellas side. I went. First they said Pinellas, and then they said Hillsborough. I said, well, it's got to get past Hillsborough before it gets Pinellas. So I've got to jump over to Pinellas first and then over to Hillsborough. I, I, don't, well, I don't get it. You expecting them to actually know what they're talking about? Are you asking me a question? Yes. I have Film at 11, the red tide has grown wings and has now flown to <laughs> specific areas. Can it be transferred by birds, Officer Nick? No. It can't. It can't stick to their fur like fish eggs and fur be transferred on, into another. They don't have, they do have, somebody else caught that. <laughs> don't caught that. Okay. You see, the bad He's part qualified it. for uh, the oh, news. Yeah, the bad. The bad part is, is that Bill has a glass between him and Braden, so this is going to be an interesting day. You can't throw stuff at each it's other. It's probably a good idea. It might be separating. You know, it's like first day of school. They know who the uh, misbehaviors are. You sit up front. You sit over there, and you over there where I can see all of you. That kind of thing. Well, that might work. Uh, it might. So what What brings you into the studio today with us, uh, well, Glenn? <laughs> I just decided I would come in and make sure that uh, we didn't lose another producer and make sure everything was good. <laughs> so after, yeah. the, after the show we did last week, he was probably it's like, yeah, you. I need to come back. I was like, when she walked in the door this morning, I said, Aaron, I'm surprised to see you still here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Apparently. I love working with you guys. Yeah, well, we appreciate you waking up early just to come in here and sometimes get harassed. I'm sure last week was probably a tough show, no, but uh, I'm glad you're in. It was I'm easy. Having fun. Good deal. Me and Braden and Aaron had a blast. I don't know about Big Shug. He was kind of a little butt hurt when he left here, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it was one of those days. If it Bill George are would you, have been here, it would have been real bad. Are you saying he melted? Oh, yeah, it's okay. We hey, it was like the conversation, and I, Bill, we can talk about this. It was like the conversation we had last night. We educated Big Suge a little bit more on situations out there. Yeah, I, I was listening off and on. We were trying at the beginning to get ready to go on uh, to one of the 
alligator training seminars, and so I was in and out, but I was just listening to it, and I I still don't think he's done his homework. <laughs> he's better. It's okay. <laughs> it's Every day you got to get better. That's the whole thing. He's better than he was before. Well, I think every day, every, every time I look at social media, it seems that people are actually starting to get a little more educated. Remember at first when they were – screaming everything about the red tide and all that stuff it was it was strictly either uh rick scott's fault or adam putman's fault or uh anybody who had the r in front of their name in politics it was their fault and now that second i think that more biologists and people that are speaking up and saying that, that there's a lot more to it than just uh the outflow uh around big shook really. oh yeah like there's an outflow on both sides of the state, but you don't hear about red tide on the other side, do you? No, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's you because just said we only really take the bad water and send it to the west, from, and the good water goes to the east. Well, I was going to ask with Nick sitting here. You came from that <laughs> neck of the woods. What is what's your opinion on that? About why that doesn't happen? Yeah, what's Nick, the, what's on the your, east coast. Yeah, it's just you guys have things in the Gulf that we don't have with the Gulf Stream on the east coast. Mm-hmm. Oh, we 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 we. we I'm not French. <laughs> you turn around, you put in your you haven't joined the ranks of the West Coast. Oh, I'm, I'm over here. I'm, you, you're <laughs> on the West Coast. Hey, you're full West, West Coast. Coast. It's, it's 31 years over there, so it's still ingrained <laughs> in me. But uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm loving it. Yeah. Don't don't forget where you came from. But you're a full exactly. on transplant now. So. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm a West Coast guy. You guys went experienced. <laughs> you experienced this before over on the East Coast. Uh, red tide, nastiness, all that we, other happy schmack. We've gotten it from time to they on the east coast have they gotten have it from there. time to time, but yeah. not yeah. as not as regularly as the west coast. I think it. it's because the water's colder over there. Water gets moving over there. Yeah, you got yeah. six knot six knot current every you know every day every night. Oh yeah, you get a thousand two thousand yards offshore, and you're in what? A thousand feet of water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's a lot of Gulf Stream moving by there. Hey, we're five it's miles like off. We can still see the hotel. How deep is it? Fifteen hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Can the I touch bottom here. No, it's, like, it's no. like the difference between having a house next to I seventy five and I four, or having one over by uh, some dirt road that goes down to the end of the street. Oh yeah, <laughs> the way the water moves in the Gulf, it's a lot different than it is over there. Oh yeah. Well, either way, it's uh, it's going to be a devastation to our economy as well. If it does come a little further north, so I'd like to just see it just disappear. I know everybody else down south would like to see it just go away, but uh, it's definitely has made a a huge impact on the economy, the tourism, the uh, the fish itself. Um, with that being said, how long is it going to take for it to recover? I mean, it seems like every year after it happens, it, it looks like it recovers well, only to have it happen again. Yeah, it's it's based. I mean, let's see how long it goes on for. It's it's decimating a lot, like you said. But I'm going to say at least a couple of years. It'll take well, a while. Yeah. What will be interesting is at the next commission meeting, if they decide to put any uh, new regulations in place doing restricted catch based upon based fish up, kills. Based upon the new, yeah. Based upon so, new numbers. Better get yeah. that new fish app. Is it going to update itself, Jonathan? <laughs> just checked it this morning. It should tell you just how many are left. It should get to that point yeah. where it's well, like, oh, there's 26 tarpon left. I think, though, what was funny was, remember when we were talking to Vince last week about it? I said something about watching tanked and how these guys come up with this way to keep these saltwater pristine tanks right. with no problems. And then you hear, what was it, day before yesterday, Noah's coming out with a filter now that they're going to start moat trying. Moat Marine. Or Moat Marine, excuse me. Pardon me. They're Moat Marines Noah coming out with it. Noah doesn't do much. 
<laughs> well, it's some, but it's something. I mean, yeah. it's just a band aid on a big gaping wound. Well, you got to stop the bleeding one way or another. I mean, how so. big is that filter going to be to filter all the water no. in the Gulf of Mexico? Oh no, no, no. We're going to teaspoon at a time. That's right? yeah. teaspoon at a time. Hey, they're trying something. Okay, you got yeah, to. Yeah, they're getting a lot of money to try. Well, well there college, you go. You got colleges that are working on, uh, you know. All it takes, and things like all it that takes is it. one person to try it, and then you're going to have 10 other people who are going to say, okay, you okay. did it that way, and I'm going to do it this way better. I, and I, I have a question. Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. At any point in history where we have tried to change nature, where has that worked out well for mankind? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'm going to ask Glenn. Hmm. You're a water guy. I don't get water. It doesn't matter. You're, you're Putting a water Malaluka guy. You do a water trees in the, the time, sw- right? in the Everglades, doing this. I mean, Australia pie. Where is it gone good for us? Digging Kissimmee River into a straight line. Well, that wasn't. Well, a, I mean, what do you mean it wasn't us? That was it was mankind trying to change things. <laughs> exactly. I say you just pump everything through copper piping and let it take its course. It just kills everything while it goes through. I still stand by. We just need to convince the vegans that that green algae is the best thing oh, to Lord, eat. Here we go. And, and we're in great shape. They'll be out there harvesting it right and left, and everybody will be okay, happy. Yeah, that'd be like a big uh, slime glaze over your salad. Yeah. Here's your whole on ice cream. Here's your vinaigrette dressing. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip ice cream with a green liquid avocado. I mean, come on. Man. Oh my gosh. That'd be nice. Why you got to do that? And I like avocados. <laughs> what was you going to ask me, Braden? That uh does isn't it true that's why we use copper pipes because it keeps the algae down and when water flows through copper it it kills all the pathogens and growth and all that other kind of stuff. Isn't that eventually why we used copper in the first place? I have no idea. I'm not a plumber, but you definitely <laughs> have thrown something my way that oh, we got a hand raise. Oh, she's just saying, well. Oh, well, the reason I'm asking is because I know that they used to. She use, knows the answer. Uh, we got a break. Nick, you could tell me this, but they, you know. Oh, plumbing? No, they used to have copper paint that you put on the bottoms of your boat, which is not allowed anymore because it kills marine life. So, you, so know, you want to go out there and filter the all the water? Boat. You're kind of all over the map here <laughs> on this question. <laughs> I'm just saying if you take powdered copper and you sprinkle it all over the place, it'll kill the algae. Get I know it'll, kill, fly over. it'll kill an uh, oak tree, so if you, you don't want to put any copper. It'll take care of all the moss. <laughs> you put some copper on it. It'll there, I didn't hear that. See? There you go. Didn't hear that. It's all good. <laughs> you got moss in your pipe? Might. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Well, anyway. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to go to the truck. <laughs> we are big and wild. we got to take a quick break on that note. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoor. Brandon Ford. Brayden, he'll be right back. <laughs> And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Glad to see Braden got his headset back in the studio with us. I knew he was coming back because he left his little pink notebook over here and his that's monster my, drink. That's my he daughter's. Got, he, did he get the moss knocked off? I don't know, but uh, he's back. But anyhow. Why do they give you guys, uh, Nick, <laughs> why do they give you guys those uh, AT tires like that? Those do, you, guys? do you get to pick your tires for your well, truck on the uh, get, FWC? Occasionally when we get off the road. Need them. Occasionally. Occasionally. No, you're going to pack it's, those things up it's in all two seconds. On the road. 
Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, and now it's it's time to get back in the woods. So he, yeah, he, he'll, he'll rotate change, them out. You need to change them nittos out of there, man. Well, at least you got a good got some good tires though. Yeah, but I mean, but they're not. He for, will put in a requisition form Monday morning. Not for uh, getting through that sugar sand. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be down in China, man. I'm at least in the F-150 now, not the F-250. So, oh, you think that's gonna make a difference? Wait already a little bit. Really? Yeah. He put some forty. And tires it probably rides a little better. <laughs> Much some, better. Forty inch tires on it. I'd like to have a spine by the time I retire. Whoa, so. whoa, whoa! Yeah, well, There's nothing wrong with a Super Duty now. Hold on. Hey. Well, you got to have some weight on it. You got to be pulling, <laughs> hauling. But he's just hauling some himself. Yeah. No, you just got to take it to the right people, like the guys at Brandon Ford, to get the tires balanced and rotated, and it rides like a sheet of glass i know if you don't keep an eye on that cooler in the back of that thing it's going to be riding a little bit lighter by the end of the show that's fine i'm just saying he's got a gps on tracker on it yeah that's the bait man that's That's the bait go ahead i was just about to say (laughs) here's going to be a funny little uh, contest here why don't you go ahead and track it right now see where it is right now back of the truck you think so he's already checked (laughs) are you sure (laughs) oh you're looking now ain't you Uh uh-huh well, this past week, with all this rain and water, Officer Nick, has there been uh, anything exciting going on? Everybody's staying safe. Uh, yeah. I know hunting season's started down in the south zone, uh, but here uh, still got a lot of fishing taking place. Anything good happening? There's Any- been there's been you know a lot of weeds over by Weedon Island. There's been a lot of cobia by bridges and um, out markers and things like that. A lot of people catching trout. A lot of mangrove snapper. A lot of boating accidents, but. Other than that, you know, still having a lot of boating accidents all summer long. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say accident? What is it? Like people running the ground, hitting markers, running into each other, hitting seawalls? What do you mean? All of the above. Really? Yeah. Now, I keep hearing about these accidents and FWC investigating them. Are are they supposed to investigate every accident, kind of like a police officer investigates? Yes. So we, we do, we handle every boating accident in the state on state waters and then we report the statistics of coast guard who collects them you know nationwide so anything over two thousand dollars is a full-on fwc investigation especially if there's serious bodily injury or death and anything under two thousand dollars you can do a self-report form and just mail it yourself to coast guard well lord the way boats cost nowadays if you just knock the cooler out and scuff the (laughs) the engine cover that's 2k right there exactly (laughs) i mean seriously uh, how come we never hear about that? I mean, you don't see it on the news. About, you don't see it unless it is a, you know, somebody it's jumping tragic, a thirty-five out, yeah. foot over a jetty or something like that. You don't hear about that. Uh, it happens that frequently. I heard it's, it's a lot of water. The two people in a GNU a little while back, and she got kicked out and had her hair caught in the prop or something like that. I mean, it, it there's stuff happening all the time, and it, they hit a pylon, and I'm like. How do you hit a pylon in a ginu? I mean, it's you got to be pretty dead on. That's why we do the investigation. You know, it's, hit a there's a lot there of things that go on. Bottles Speed, that were found in alcohol, the ginu. I mean, not. I'm not saying that one specifically, but just yeah, in general. That's why I we investigate them. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, it's busy. Wow. Well, I mean, besides that, now the alligator season's going on. How are things looking? Pretty much uh, law-abiding citizens out there. Always. Or, uh, Always. Got some new things we've rolled out with with our agency that have you know allowed us to get out there and 
and be more proactive and looking after it, see where the permits are, where people are going to be, what restrictions there are. And everything. When you say proactive, what does that mean? Just making sure everybody's. Huh. That means if you think it, you're going to get away with it, don't do don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> it, it, it. It was amazing to me because there was a couple of years ago, there was a new area in which I was um, expanding opportunities in. And the person who, who went there first turned around, got met by law enforcement after they were on the water and. Of course, they sit there and says, well, sir, you you don't have a per- – the boat tra- – they knew who the boat trailer owner was and knew what permit they had. They knew what the truck owner was and what permit they had, and neither one of them were for the boat ramp they were on. And so they got met there, but what they didn't necessarily realize is there was water that was accessible that was out of that permit area via that boat ramp. And, and so they were hunting legal, but it took a little bit of splaining to do. It's, That's the nice part about having it all pulled up at the, you know, the drop of a hat. But so. it, it, they knew, they knew there was very few people who had permits for a particular area. So, Hey, you know, they thought they had you an step easy step right one. over here to my truck, this laptop. And I want you to point <laughs> at this map where you were, and it's going to determine how the rest of your evening's going to go. And yeah. you say, well, that's what your job is. You point it out and tell me where I'm supposed to be. Oh, name and date of birth. <laughs> and I'll do the rest. Name and then, then when you say that, that's when Nick pulls out the taser and says, okay, well, you're not just got a whole lot better. <laughs> no, no, he's got the, he's got the hardware right there. The apps on his, uh, his, he's got it all. Yeah. No, before I before I say anything that they can use against me, I'm just saying, well, you just tell me where I'm supposed to be and show me where I'm at. Does that help when somebody does that? I mean, uh, does that give you any quality of leniency when somebody says, you know, I thought I was in the right place and it's not? To an extent. I mean, if they've got seven priors for the same thing, it's a different different angle altogether. But if it's, you know, true, just I don't know where I'm at and I just point me in the right direction, it might be. What if it's some smarmy uh, guy in a Hawaiian shirt that thinks he knows more than you, and uh, because he came up a creek up the back way, and blah why does blah, he have blah, to blah, be blah, smarmy? Why are they wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Because you know, I just know a guy, and because uh, he know. has them in camouflage, <laughs> and and uh, it and turns out that he you know knows a little something that maybe you don't know. Is that, does that help or not? Well, if you're talking about that, Bill George is always testing the gray <laughs> there, area. There's saying. a bounty. See, there's 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 the red tide on the in the in the Gulf over here, uh-huh. but there's the gray tide in the, in those lakes. In the freshwater, <laughs> yeah, the freshwater gray area. Yeah, that Bill George is always testing. I mean, does that when somebody does that, do, do you have to look it up and uh, kind of verify? Yeah. Or? I've got all the information, so it's just a matter of finding it. And if yeah. it's something I'm not super familiar with, that's. But I have yeah. Bill George for. Well, yeah. well, I'm just saying that he could be like, well, you know, according to statute 792.653. Bill pulls out his hey, chalkboard. You know. That's that's where I love talking to other people who, who enjoy reading the rules and regulations and actually what they say, you know. Uh, it, that's it's why nice I, because you sit there and kind of go. This is why Bill George is the legal department. Well, I see this rule. And, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why one of the reasons I cut down all my gator hunting activities with Bill George is because I don't want to be part of that. Bill George came up missing this week. He's found over here with a gator. You know, I just, I'm, I'm, I've limited my uh, connections with him. I just look at it this way. Are you going to spend more time uh, actually catching gators or spending more time watching him uh, debate uh, policies with the uh, FWC officer? That's whenever I say, uh, officer, uh, you got my information. Can I go home and when y'all sort this out <laughs> sometime done. next week? Yeah, this is between y'all two. Here's my phone number. Her. Feel free to no. stop by anytime. I, I will say whenever I've kind of pushed, pushed those limits, I've worked for hours ahead of time making sure everybody's on board with what I was doing. Emails. 
seem to work. Hey, <laughs> hey, he can't be that bad if I was to take my daughter out with him. So I can say that. I didn't say he was bad. I'm just saying he's got all that their information that he's using. He educated me last year, and then so. it just it takes away, man. Well, I'm ready to get done. when I'm done gator hunting. I want to go up there to the Waffle House have some breakfast. That's right. I sit there and wait for <laughs> no, lunch. Hey, hey, I'm with you. he educated me last year. We went out at five thirty, and we were done. What done by like seven thirty, eight o'clock? Yeah. I mean, I keep trying to get him on the water at five o'clock. I said, man, we need we need every bit of daylight we can get, and Jonathan time. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But is there any tips or anything that uh, you could give us for those who have not hit the waters yet to uh, fulfill their tags or anything like that? Uh, you know, that helps us to be a little more compliant. I mean, I know that the rules are pretty self-explanatory, but there's always that one. Just if you have any questions, call. I mean, call dispatch, call me, call anybody who the- get those questions for you. Call Bill George. No, don't Wait, call no. Bill George. Hey, and I answer a lot of questions, you know, but GNB Gator Gear. But I will I will tell you this, the biggest violations that I know of in alligator season are lack of navigation lights. People who are hunting alligators think they need to turn off their lights all the time to sneak up on an alligator. The alligator knows you're coming. You know? Yeah, pretty much. So you might as well leave your lights on and save you, what's that, a $50, $75 yeah. ticket or something like have all, that? Yeah. Have your lights on. Have your safety gear on board. You safety know. gear, lights, you're going to get a ticket for that long before you get a ticket for something else. So I, if, if you have a two, 2 million candle watt Q-beam spotlight on and you're out there glowing like the sun, you're still required to have your running lights on if the engine's on? <laughs> if it's at if night. It's dark, or if it's yeah. at night. <laughs> it's after sunset. Seriously. Unless you yeah. got million candle power red and green lights sticking on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And a and one that's going three sixty in the back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wouldn't think that would be a requirement. I would do it anyways because it's like where we were hunting at at Hancock, I think the gators were if you had your all your navigation lights on and everything else, they're like, Oh, they're not gator hunting anyways and they won't go to Yeah. <laughs> they're just fishing. They think you're water skiing or they're, something. They just, yeah. You're out for at a boat, right? At night, uh, yeah, sure. That's on airboats as well, correct? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Uh, Ginu, no. Kinu, uh, rubber raft. Uh, if you're out there at night. This, this is the kicker. Vessel in the state. Yes. This is a kicker with an airboat. Even at night, when you can't see it, you must still have your orange flag. Absolutely. Yeah, it's part of the requirements. Regardless, night or day, 24-7 <laughs> if you're running it. No. Wait a minute! I see a lot of boats out there, <clears throat> airboats in there, run, not running orange flags. Where, where at? No. Is that required? Yeah. All the time? <laughs> where at? Is that required at all times? Yes. Yes. Way to drop I dime, that was only I thought that was only down in the Everglades. Is that an Everglade rule? I thought because the high grass. And no. Stuff. They're even State talking rule. about making that in some areas. Kayaks and everything are going to have to start doing them. That was a rule that was being looked at and proposed. On kayaks and, like, uh, stand-up paddlers and things like that? All kinds of stuff where you have limited visibility, where where you have these people out there in the marshes and reeds and that. Oh, I know some kayakers are going to be mad about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> foot flag no, you need off the back of the kayak. <laughs> or especially off a stand-up paddleboard. You know, you got a 12-foot uh, giant fiberglass whippy and, you know, antenna flag on there. What's, what's the intention of the rule? Safety. Safety. 
Now, Nick, uh, the world either. is a dangerous place, Bill George. It, it, I, I let me take my own risks, okay? If I want to drive 190 miles an hour on a ZX12 across I4, that's my prerogative. Hey, if you want to eat Tide Pods, it's not my fault. Exactly. <laughs> if I want a nice chewy Tide Pod for uh, Halloween, well, you know, it's it's on me. <laughs> and all your uh, when you're doing your boat checks and stuff like that, how often do you run across someone that's um, that hadn't met their requirements to be a uh, through the boater safety program? Pretty frequent, actually, pretty frequently. No way. And are they surprised about that they have to have that, or is yeah, it just one but of them? that's one of the educational moments, you know? Because I, I know that it's one of those uh, classes that are offered online. and uh, For free. And it, you know what? I got to, I'm got. i going to bring that up after our next break because it's kind of one of the things <laughs> I just quite can't understand uh, some of that, how you can do it online and still get everything that you need without doing any range time. Why not? Just like Hunter said, you don't need range time if you do it online. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah you're right. You don't have to. And uh, oh, you don't? No. no, no. You can do it online. Get it all done. Yeah, Lori you took hers online, and, and she still had to do the range time. No, Mm-mm. my what daughter the? just got hers done. No range time. And I, was, you know what? I'm happy for it, but I'm just disappointed because I had to go to range time. There's I a like, reason for range I liked time. I like going to range time. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> What's the exemption for the boater's license requirement? The age? Yeah. It is. What year was it? Uh, in 89. So if you were born before 89, you're, you're exempt. exempt. Your grandfather did. Okay. Yeah. Anyone after January of 89 has to have the class. Yeah. That's cool. Well, then I'm cool. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, you just I made it we'll by a couple it. of days. Yeah. I'm going to go out and uh, go around an airboat with no lights and no flag. So you just your education. So but you'll get educated. charge anybody. And it'll be a and it'll be an expensive educational course. I want to be that one guy that makes it on YouTube where it's the high speed airboat chase through the Everglades, kind of like in California when they do the ones with the Teslas. You know, can you do that? Do you think guys you could do that? If we I've could, never chased okay. a Tesla. Let me chase well, somebody. Let me, it won't be an airboat chasing everybody. It'd be that helicopter. That's just what I was going to run out of gas. That'd be awesome, man. You know, you pull into Chuckaluskies, all those outlaws down there, they'll sneak in, give you more gas, and you can just keep going. We are big and wild outdoors. You're out of gas. Oh, we got to take that break. <laughs> Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. It'll be, and like we'll be, van- right. it'll be like Vanishing Point with an airboat. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> That was a bad movie. It was terrible. Welcome back. It is the big and wild outdoors. He's a magic Saturday man. morning, and here in the studio with us today is uh, me, Braden Gunn. Glenn Kidman is here. That's right. And uh, Jonathan Swindell is over there on the very end. The country end. artist. He took the, the Bill George spot over there, and uh, we put Bill George in the bubble in there with Aaron over in the producer studio. God bless studio. you, Aaron. And <laughs> yeah. uh, she's putting up with it in there. And then uh, <clears throat> in... Uh, the guest seat is we have Officer Nick from the FWC who uh, now has to go on and embarrass himself. And uh, it's really not an embarrassment put, put for him. A, put in a retraction on the air. So uh, no, I missed it. It was on me by a year. I said the boating uh, boating safety card requirement ages at uh, eighty nine. It is. Oh, that's what your retraction is. I 100%. thought it was that you said you would actually have caught me when I was out on the airboat. But okay, take it easy. I, point I'm break. Talk about easy things. <laughs> Is that what it is? An easy retraction. That's an easy catch. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. Eastbound day, yeah. rolling up and tricking. No, uh, but we are uh, having a good time in here in the studio this morning, and uh, Glenn is just coming in. He's all beamy, beamy, grandpa-y all over the place today, man. He's like watched his grandson's video about 15 times, and... Uh, uh, you know, I mean, his video up on our Facebook page, everybody loves it. You know, nobody 
Nobody can turn away a Come kid on. out fishing, man. A, you know, a cute little kid out fishing, catching fish. And I know that it's it was kind of funny because he said, look, he he, he caught this little bass. And he's like, ah, it's a giant, man. And I'm like, dude, you got to think perspective. He's only this tall, and that fish how is this is, big. It's like you or me holding an 80-pound amberjack. I mean, yeah, I was fixing to say. <laughs> it's well, huge. It, and that's a similar thing when we're hunting alligators. For us, when somebody turns around, we catch an eight-foot alligator, and they're like, it's the biggest thing they've ever had on. And mm-hmm. for us, we look at it, and it's like, hey, we got to turn it back. <laughs> hey, that that's one? going in the freezer. Hey, we're eating that, that, one. that yeah. You made a best friend with that one of mine last year when she caught that, the two she caught. So, and <laughs> yeah. she ain't afraid to tell anybody real quick how big her alligators were. So. No, no, no. And it, I mean, those were two nice alligators. But. Was that on your lake, or was that somewhere else that you and uh, Big White went out and went some fishing? Well, and all this rain we've been having, everything is up, and uh, uh, in between – working in a few minutes and time uh, we took a trip up to lake penisofsky mm-hmm. and uh, just to visit with the in-laws and of course when we got there why first thing he wants to do is go down and look at the water and catch some fish and uh how flooded is that place it, you know irma really flooded that place out and of course um we did do our panfish tournament there back in june and the water was still high but it was and a it, good tournament and yeah, it, was it was good fishing it was good and uh this the water with the, the amount of rain the water is still high and it's it's almost like it's at a standstill in the river coming out of the out of the lake into uh, Panta Vista Lodge. That's because Okeechobee's full, and uh, so <laughs> you know. But there is a little bit of movement, and uh, I tell you, the fishing has been phenomenal from the dock. Braden, you need to get the kids to get up there. Uh, I'm talking pound and a half uh, shell crackers, really being caught right off the dock, right there in uh, oh, really Eagles. right there by the. On the walkover or yes. out on the dock where the, where the boats are? are. Oh, and, uh, are. But it's, uh, and I don't know if it has anything to do with that one and done game feeder that's been, you know, that was raffled off and uh, and it's now they're slinging oh. bait. Oh, I'm sure that has nothing to do with the oh, fact that but, all oh, the fish you mean the one and done game feeders that when I go to New Mexico here in a couple of weeks that I'm going to pick up a trailer full of? Yeah, I'm yeah, waiting maybe. on mine. But, uh, yeah, so are I, other people, by the way. Yeah. So it's um, but it's just one of those really, you know how it is. The kids get there and the fish are just always there to start with, mm-hmm. and uh, but catching some really nice uh, panfish. Right so was there. that off the dock or was that yeah. out in the boat? That was right off the dock. The bass too. Everything, everything was right there, and uh, really, um, you know, the warmouth <laughs> perch was a treat to catch that, and uh, those are so delicious. They are, and uh, good eating fish, and of course the the big stump knockers that are there. Uh, just feeding along through the cattails at that area that's on the north side. But it was a great day. And then, of course, uh, that was two weekends ago, and then we went back this past Sunday after church, run up there, and in the heat of the day, of course, Wyatt, he don't care that it's 98 degrees outside. I want to go fish, and uh, we were catching them again. And, again, nice shell cracker and some wigglers. Using uh, red wigglers. Mm -hmm. uh, But it was uh, really good fishing going on right there. So if you're looking for an opportunity so, to take the kids and not even have to worry about a boat, and if you get there and you want one, you can hey, always rent a pond. i got to ask a quick question. So they are this, no no joke, they are using the one and done as a fish feeder? Absolutely. Yeah. That was part Dude, of the, uh, I've got you know, to call the guy that won, pictures. the guy that won that, uh, that was, he donated it to uh, Jim there at Panta Vista Lodge and said, I've um, got to call, you got to get Jim to get me some pictures of that. It, he wanted him to put it up there, so he did. He, he's got it set up. I wonder up what he's throwing out of there. Some I don't sort of, know. Is it floating? Um, it's got to be sinking fish food. I would. I would. Dog food. food. With the uh, movement food of the water. floats, man. It floats and it goes away and then it, it's like a mile I'll, away. I had a, uh, I'll send it to you guys and I meant to send it to you the other day, but Jeff, I sent him a picture. I've got a raccoon sitting on, because you know, I've got mine suspended up on a tree. Mm-hmm. 
I've got a raccoon sitting on one of the legs, and it's looking like the guy that's trying to reach into the vending machine to get the snack that he can't get. <laughs> like literally, you can see the coon like, "Come on, man, come on, come on, yeah, throw you know, throw me some because <laughs> he's tried a couple pictures before that. He's reaching in the feeder trying to get to the corn, but he can't reach it. So that's not gonna be blind if it actually kicked off. Oh, on. I was yeah, hoping that I would got shoot him in the face like me like a shotgun got pictures of that have you seen those yet nick have you seen the new one and done feeders i have not i heard on the show i think it was last week or two weeks ago yeah you should get talk one. about it you need one yeah they're then, i don't know why but you just need is there still this? a little promotion going on with the uh maybe i don't raffles you, you know a guy what you got in the bucket there what? you just caught what is that what are they what kind of fish are they <laughs> Did I tell you it was a bluegill? Bluegill. And a warmouth perch. A warmouth what? Warmouth what? Pooch. Pooch. Look at me. What kind of fish is it? A warmouth pooch. There's hope for America yet. Warmouth pooch. Warmouth pooch. But uh, yeah, but those are memories. He won't remember this. He'll remember parts of it. But you, you'll have that forever, man. So that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's seriously good, man. Yeah, it was great. And of course, he. Uh, but for kids to go out there and be able to catch the fish right there, you'll keep them entertained, keep them interested. And uh, in his case, he just keeps wanting to go back every time you say. Going up to Granny and Papa's, he wants to go. Pew. And then the next thing is, you got my pole? Pa, you got my pole? So he's ready to go. And uh, But it's a good time. So the kids, you need to get up there and take them because I know they enjoy fishing from the dock. Yeah. Okay. And they're they're catching some good keepers. Well, school started, so <clears throat> they'll be ready to bail out of there anytime soon. And then, of course, uh, this past weekend while y'all were in the studio Saturday, I had to do a little bit of work, and then when I got my work done, guess what? I went fishing. With dynamite? <laughs> Well, you know, that wasn't an option, but uh, uh, where we were going, you don't need it. All you need is a good fishing fishing rod, some good line, and you're on for a great time. And uh, I broke out this old plug because I wanted to try it out. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make some noise on top. And there's so you reached way back into the old possum belly, uh, 1943 tackle box and pulled out that one. Yes. You know, I recognize that lure as soon as you brought it in here. Yeah. This is an old school barracuda lure. That's from the 1960s. Ever it's bit. the old Dalton. Yeah. This here is a, uh, Dalton special. And, uh, but Which they're it, not allowed to make anymore. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. I it. think, uh, Berkeley or somebody, one of the big, uh, bait companies back in the day when barracuda went out of business. They bought all the rights to it, and they're not allowing anybody to manufacture that lure anymore. And that's one of the best lures ever made. Yeah, you can buy, you can still find them in plastic, uh, but the balsam wood. You can find them online, but they're they're not cheap, dude. People want like twenty five, thirty bucks for those things. Well, that bass wanted it. The several that I got to keep and uh, caught and threw back as well. So you're using a thirty dollar plug out there that's older than almost everybody in this room, and uh, you know, seriously, good knots and good line. I wouldn't that, throw it without it. That so, old bullfrog pattern on the side of that thing, man, that's awesome. And you caught some on it? Yeah, we caught, uh, I think I ended up with like three keepers, a lot of little small ones, and of course, gar like it as well. So, um, Are those the original hooks on there? Yes. Dude, seriously, that's in good shape. Yeah, you shouldn't mess that up. Uh, oh, I got you said gar. I've got a question <laughs> I was asked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, it just triggered something there. It's a squirrel. Um <laughs> But I had a guy ask me that this week that was looking at some bow fishing stuff. Have they instituted a gar limit in the state yet? 
he he asked me and i looked at him like uh what there may be a type of gar that you're not allowed gator gar is one of them alligator but as no there's no spotted gar you're good okay that's that's when he looked at that's what he looked at me he goes he said well, there's a state limit on gar, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, however many yeah. a boat can hold. That was <laughs> That's the, on the spotted gar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's not alligator. It's just a little bit more than our deer limit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a, couple, just a well, couple more. But sturgeon, are sturgeon still off the uh, books when it comes to archery? Uh, if you catch them in shallow water, they're still protected, hmm, I think, aren't they? I think so. Trying to establish them in the rivers and... You know, break people's legs on jet skis. Yeah, you can't do those. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. flying torpedoes. Yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, can't get those yet. No, Jeez, I don't know. Gosh. You're looking at me like I'm crazy or something. You man. are you crazy. Why? You're, you're asking crazy? that question. Absolutely not. You can't do that, man. You can't. No. How do you know? I'm just saying you can't. Because sturgeon, I think sturgeons fall under the whole game fish deal. No. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. You you need a lawyer and about five def- FWC officers sitting back there trying to turn around. You will if you go with Braden, because he's going to have you getting all kind of trouble. But, I, you know, I got, no, nah, I'm not going to say my deal on the air. Never mind. Yeah. Well, well, we got to take a quick break. I don't hear day. any music. Oh, now I do. <laughs> we are big and wild. Brought to you by G5 it? Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. And we'll be right back. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Everybody in the studio today, Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, Bill, and Officer Nick, and, of course, uh, Aaron over there behind the glass. Uh, during the break, we were all checking our facts and figures, <clears throat> making sure that we all did that. And he brought up another thing that we actually talked to one of the biologists when we were up at Panasofsky doing our uh, our uh, panfish challenge up there. He said that they had caught, uh, they had monitored and actually did catch one of the new invasive species, the armored catfish, while they were up there, uh, which we immediately said, uh, oh, you mean like the Pocostomus? And he's like, no, 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 it's a different version of it. <clears throat> it's a different version of the armored catfish. And, uh, of course, he said they're delicious if you eat them and da, 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 do all that other stuff. And I have yet to see one of those things. But do, do you know which one, of the, which one he was talking about? I mean, uh, I know there's different species there's a pacostomus and then there's the other one that's the uh, laura cara d is that what is it called? all the brown hoplo or, I don't know. or is that what it was because he yeah. said they just throw the whole thing on the grill we were talking about catching fish and uh, you know cooking them whole and they were saying how they just basically put them on there until the shell pops and then you eat it, it's like lobster, you know, when yeah. it pops open. There are guys that I've seen netting those by, like, the Tupperware container full of them. You're talking, like, 50, 60 gallons at a shot. And I'll dig through them looking for bass, and they're pretty religious. They just go straight for the armored catfish, and that's it. They, they don't getting, touch anything. They don't touch brim. They don't touch bass. They don't touch anything. They is there right getting to be these. pretty prevalent in our lakes and waters There are here? in mine. No it's, way. Yes. Further, further down south, it is a lot more prevalent. Um, back on the East Coast, a lot of the canals are full of them, peacocks, things like that. But over here, I haven't seen it as as thick as the East Coast. They no. pop on the water like, uh, yeah, like, like gar. Yeah, it's they're a little, just constant. Just a splash. And the, the ones that I catch at my house are about twelve inches long or less, ten to twelve inches. That's pretty big. That's eatable. Yeah, yeah but you know what? I every time I catch one, guess where he goes? He uh, becomes garbage. They come fertilizer. Uh, somebody else's food. But I will tell you yeah. this: I see a lot of ospreys eating them, uh, catching them, and eating them as well. So, so they must stay up near the surface. They Is will. That, They'll they, come yeah. up. 
hit the top and uh, go back down. But they're they, not like a placostomus, where you know they hang down the bottom and hang down by the edges and and drill holes in the stuff on the side. Well, placostomus, it'll come to the surface well. Whenever they come up, though, you'll hear them. They they blow and they're sucking air or something. I don't know, but they but they make a, a blowing noise when they come to the surface. Do you, do, you, do you have a picture of one of them? I want to know what they look like because I've never seen one of the. Uh, I mean, I know what a Pocosimus looks like, but I don't know what this Laura Caradia whatever one is. Well, you got an iPad sitting well, in front of you. And the bad part about it is, is it's like you said about these fish cooking them. Like I said before about gar, I th- always thought that gar was just a trash fish. I mean, well, and we had a guy that brought us, they made fish dip out of gar that they caught. A guy that I knew that did a lot of bow fishing tournaments, they did the same thing. And I'm telling you right now, that fish bread was as good as any yeah, that I've it, had. Right? I mean, uh, you, I mean, you can use carpet if you're hard enough for it. You put some Zataran on there; it'll go. Good. <laughs> it all tastes good. <laughs> you know, Bill George it, says easy because you got an iPad right in front of you, and you type in I, you type in armored catfish, and uh, the first thing because it goes, there are over ninety-two genre and over six hundred eighty species of armored catfish. So pick one. Wow, there's that many. Seriously. The ones in Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how how do you narrow that down? I mean, uh, in Central Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm just saying. You ain't no, saying Braden, nothing. Where's your? Thank iPad? God this is radio, so you can't see the sign that Braden's giving Bill George right now. It was a high sign. It was a high five thing. Armored catfish thing. See, they're showing a picture of a, a, a Pocosimus. When I said Central Florida harbored catfish, that's what they gave me. The well, first time I caught here. one of those, uh, I was netting for uh, Nile Perch back when I used to commercial net in my teens. And when I caught one, I caught it in the bypass canal, and I was like, Where? I've never. In the bypass canal. You're not allowed in there. Yes, I was. Back then, I was. Uh, but anyhow, I carried that thing home because to me, when I first seen it, I was, I don't know, maybe 18, 19, and I brought it home to my dad, and I said, look at this prehistoric catfish. And that's just how I described it to him. This is a prehistoric catfish. Feel how rough it is. It was kind of weird and everything, but then he educated me. That was not a, a prehistoric catfish, that it was an algae eater. You're, it was a placosimus. Well, it's good, it's good to know we're not the only ones suffering because apparently Texas is going through the same thing as well. You remember the days Plant City had the Sydney pasture out there for the Correct. cattle and stuff. Um, you used to get the sinkholes in the big the big pond. We went out there one year, and a guy, they found out that we had the placosimus. One of the local fish farmers found that out in one of the sinkholes, and we went out there and actually caught them out of the, out of the Sydney pit. And my God, dude, there was... A ton of things. The problem with did those you is that, you didn't eat them, did you? Huh? It's right across on Sydney. Yeah, yeah. And it just, yeah, they just bore into Plant City High School's pasture. They bore into the shoulder, into the the banks, and then you talk about an erosion uh, problem. They create them. Well, yeah, but I don't know if these ones that he was talking about up at Panasofki are the same ones. Maybe they're the solution to all that green algae down south. Oh God, here we go. I don't think they suck up enough of it off the uh, surface. To be yeah, but well, the problem is, is when they're sucking the algae up, they suck up all the brim eggs, bass eggs, and every pretty much everything else. So, well, thanks for introducing those, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's Bill George. Bill George, it's all your fault. Yeah, it seems like uh, Texas is uh, going through the same uh, stuff that we are when it comes to that stuff. So, uh, marsh bunny, what armored catfish? It's marsh what? That's what they're calling it—a marsh bunny. In some places. <laughs> I 
Is that the same one right there? Is that the one you're talking about hey, right there? Hey. Is that the Florida one? Yes. What? Yeah. Is that it? They're all not list. Listen, if it, you better watch what you're finding with the Marsh Bunny. You know, he's a, <laughs> it's a family he, show. He, he's on the fish. It's showing the fish, but uh, everybody's got their own little um, way of identifying stuff. But it's uh, it's Ooh, those nuisance fish. fishes. Are, are this is different. what I was showing them. This is how many different variations of them there are. So oh my goodness! Yeah, and FWC yeah. has just, that on their their site for you guys. To, <coughs> no, this yeah. is on fish base. This is just like a, a database of all the different species. So. That's what I'm saying. The, the fish no trip would be over by the, and hundreds. The fish trip would be over by the time you went through that, just yeah. trying to identify the what you caught. I just hope that they're not all 600 whatever of them are here in the state of Florida. That well, would nice. be a pain in the butt, wouldn't it? But as as Nick pointed out, down in South Florida, the South areas where a lot of these invasive non-native fish are found more prevalent. But they are, you're starting to find them. And the, the, I tell you what would freak me out is if I was to come out here and fish in one of the lakes that are locally and pull up one of those snakeheads. Now, those are supposed to be delicious. They might be, but that's just one of those Yeah, they're supposed to be fish. delicious, but I can tell you right now, when it comes out of the water, it's probably going to have a few uh, noticeable marks. <laughs> what do you mean? When, when I have a duck hunting down in Okeechobee. A, a paddle yeah. or whatever I get my hands on. Oh. <laughs> the old timers down there said, man, don't even get in the water. Don't even wade around out there to fish. There's all kind of stuff in this in this lake to, that may not be good for you. And, you know, to me, I'm just going, I look at every lake like everything else. All I got to worry about is the water moccasins and the, and the alligators. And that's it. But uh, with Doug down there this last time, last season, they shot some ducks and they would land in the water close to the boat so they just sit there and wait for the next round and the ducks would start getting pulled under and it was one of the snakeheads trying to eat their really? their bird so what's, uh, what's the statute of limitations on uh shooting the wrong type of duck bird i don't know there would be 30, 30 to 40 Are years talking, okay what are you 30 to 40 years, 30, 40 uh, statute years yeah, of that's, you're gonna be just fine <laughs> well there was a time we didn't know what we certain were doing laws that aren't even on the books a, 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 a certain individual we were duck hunting let's use hypotheticals we, we just yeah accidentally somebody shot a bird and we couldn't figure out what it was he couldn't identify it took it back you know ended up having to call cousin up north trying to describe this thing to it turned out we had a rare speckled yellow belly loon that doesn't even exist in florida because we shoot people like you <laughs> thanks bill you sure it wasn't just a regular cormorant that's how the no, it migratory was, bird it was, treaty act came to be yeah really y'all yeah, remember like, that speckled belly we tagged years and years and years ago we don't know what happened to it the last one that was ever remaining in the thanks, southeast bill, but i will say it was attempted to be eight and did it you, did not taste well. Did you have a? Do you have a stuffed dodo at your house? Are you trying to tell us? I mean, come on. No, okay. no. But I will. I will. You know, sometimes when you're out there, it's it, for the average novice. You know, it's not like fishing where you pull it up and you can take a look at it and spend a little time. If you're duck hunting, you accidentally shoot it. It's 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 not being put back. Well, let me ask that. Let me. The, I'm the guy here that wants to ask that question. Say somebody's out duck hunting with a guide or even on their own, and that happens. What's I mean? What's protocol? Do they? It it, it all comes down to like everything else, discretion. How and, honest and you are. How honest you are. Yeah. I've had people. You know, they've taken their son out for you know youth hunt, come up and and had way over the bag limit of what they should have had. Yeah. And they've had it draped around their antenna on their car and been proud and coming up to show me and i'm like 
come over here and show on what you just shot. So we need to talk. Do no. most of them blame it on the kid? No, <laughs> no. That's an easy citation right there. You blame it on the kid. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, my son really didn't know what he was doing. I tried to tell him to stop, but he kept. Uh, he just wouldn't even took my shot. I should yeah. have given him that auto loader, and you know he yeah. had seventeen rounds in there. What? There's another. <laughs> yeah, good job. You got your music now, Braden. Okay, thank you. All right, we got to take a break. It is the uh, oh, oh, top of the hour. Here we go. It's uh, first hours in the books. So stay with us. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and beautiful Brandon Ford. We'll be back.